when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. guys what is going on welcome back to the soto mojo podcast as always and i'm joined by ty gonzalez so ty how uh how you doing today doing pretty well i just saw that uh they're making thor 4 and bringing back taika watiti to to direct it so that's pretty cool news so i'm uh i'm in a good mood right now i did not see the thor news um it literally just broke just saw it like as as you were hitting the record button oh nice is it a uh is it a standalone or is it with the uh, with Guardians? Uh, doesn't like we doesn't look like we have that info. It's just the they announced that Taika is coming back and he's writing and directing Thor four, and that's just how they're referring to it right now. So we'll see. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I look forward to that. Also, I did see Spider Man Far From Home. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, I did, and I really like that. I um. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, yeah, so right. so uh, Far From Home was uh, was really cool. I, I love all the the neat little references and and everything that they did. Uh, Mysterio was great. I love Mysterio from the comics and also the the PS1 video game. He was fantastic in that. Uh, and uh, I thought a lot of the uh, a lot of like the illusion stuff that they did in the movie looked a lot like the the old Spider-Man cartoons from the 90s. Just updated. Yeah, and it was like it was really cool. Uh, it was like a live ver- a live action version of that. So I, w- I was super into that. And obviously, you got the cameo at the end, referencing uh, yeah, my favorite era. Yeah, my favorite uh, era of uh, Spider-Man movies with the with the Raimi films. And yeah, so I I, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything, guys. Um, you know, I thought I just thought it was really well done. Uh, you know, there's it's funny you watch it and you're like, oh, I, or I watch it. And I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Um, and then you go on. Um, it seems pretty polar. You go on like Rotten Tomatoes and it's really highly ranked. But a lot of people I talk to about the movie, they're like, oh, I didn't really like it. And I was like, I, um, like, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't talked to anybody who loves it as much as the people on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or anything like that. So it's like, hmm, that's, that's kind of weird. I don't know why there's a disconnect. I really liked it. I thought, you know, they had a tough, tough job trying to wrap up Phase 3 and mm. kind of introduce Phase 4 all in the same movie. Yeah. And I, I thought they handled it well. And, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal was really good, I thought. So, uh, you know, there's there's a few things I didn't like. But, uh, you know, those are all kind of spoiler spoiler. I don't know how. Yeah. You, so uh, maybe in maybe in a couple of weeks we can we can dive into that <laughs> for some fun. But uh, anyways, yeah. guys, we are going to talk about the Mariners today. I promise. You just have to let us nerd out for a minute. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, today we are going to talk Mariners, and uh, we're going to start with um, some recent promotions that are pretty big news uh, for some of the Mariners' top prospects. 
Um, we also have a few uh, trades that we have um, we have written an article about that we kind of want to talk through with you guys. Uh, just a little bonus, uh, you know, just some bonus thoughts on those type of things. Because when we write the article, we don't always put everything into the article just because we're trying to, you know, not write 3,000 page, you know, novellas <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> we're, try- we're trying to keep it short and sweet. Um so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a few trades that we've thought about and written about recently. Um, and if we have any news about the Mariners uh, filling their 25th spot on their roster right now, we will get to that as it happens. Um, but first, let's go ahead. Let's talk about some of these promotions, Ty. So uh, big day yesterday. Uh, three of the Mariners' top 30 prospects, all promoted from Modesto to AA Arkansas. We're talking, of course, about Logan Gilbert, Cal Raleigh, and LJ Newsom. Um, so Ty, what did you, uh, what did you think when you saw that news? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's obviously you can kind of see the, the, the Cal Raleigh and, and LJ Newsom, um, promotion, uh, coming, but <laughs> I mean, Logan Gilbert getting that promotion as well. Uh, being able to keep those three guys together. Uh, apparently the Mariners organization is just, you know, obviously Raleigh's bat is great, but they're just in love with his his leadership and um, what he's and the strides that he's made to improve defensively and and to keep those three guys together and continue to build that rapport because they have to get these these guys uh, together as as much as possible on their way to the big leagues to have that rapport and really get this thing kicked into high gear if they want to make, you know, 2021 or 2022 uh, be a real possibility for contention because it's not just about getting the players there. It's about growing them, right, as a team. And and this shows that to to put these uh, players together. And, you know, you look at the rest of Arkansas's roster with, you know, Kyle Lewis, Justice Sheffield, just to name a couple, and there's – many more there's a whole list on twitter right now if you could see it and they're probably the best minor league team in baseball right now or at least one of them yeah or at least certainly one of them like the amount of quality prospects on that roster is just insane and uh if you don't have an uh, an milb uh tv package i certainly recommend getting one right now because they're they're pretty fun uh, and they'll be pretty entertaining to watch. So, uh, but yeah, it's really exciting. And uh, and the best thing about this, uh, or that comes out of this, is that, or the most exciting thing that comes out of this is Logan Gilbert. Now looks, it looks real possible that Logan Gilbert is in the uh, in the Mariners rotation at some point next year. And that that's really that's really something when you consider that this is his first year of pro ball. Right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's certainly interesting. I I found it interesting that the Mariners um, promoted Cal Raleigh. Uh, not that he hadn't earned it. Certainly he did. Um, but I guess I found it interesting that they really, it seems at least that they wanted Cal Raleigh to be the guy who keeps catching Logan Gilbert and to a lesser extent, LJ Newsome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gil- or, uh, Raleigh... Uh, makeup is off the charts they love his leadership they love his um, intangibles and they really they really like the growth he's shown uh, defensively 
Um, that was always the question with Raleigh when he was drafted last year in the third round. Um, I think most people thought he would hit, not like this, but most people thought that he would hit um, fairly well, fairly well enough to stay uh, behind the plate. Uh, maybe he moved to first base or something like that. But uh, the defense is certainly taking a step forward. Uh, the leadership and the intangibles are all there. And the guy has hit like 20 home runs in 30 days. So um, clearly it, w- it was just time. It was just time for Cal to uh, to get out of the Cal League. Uh, so he uh, he gets he gets a challenge, a serious challenge. You know, Raleigh was drafted in the same draft as Logan Gilbert. He has a little more experience in pro ball because he did get to play for Everett uh, last year. Um, but that'll be an interesting challenge to see how he handles it. Um, the bat uh, certainly was ready for the challenge and uh, you know, he gets to continue working with Logan Gilbert. And you know, like you said, anybody who spends a significant amount of time in double a uh, the previous year is a candidate to be called up or a candidate really to even make the team out of spring training. Um, I don't think that's the case with Gilbert, but I can't say it's impossible. Um, the guy's really advanced. So they have about what six, seven weeks left in the minor league season uh, before the playoffs. So this will be a really fun thing to track uh, with Gilbert and Raleigh. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, also Justin Dunn, Justin Sheffield, Kyle Lewis, Evan White, Ricardo Sanchez, uh, Dom Thompson, Williams. That's a fun team. <laughs> yeah. So, and they're going to beat the hell out of everyone that they play. <laughs> like so, it's, so long as they stay together. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I, I think I think there is something to that, you know, having a large group of your core kind of playing on the same team at the same time. Um, I think there's some value to that. And, uh, you know, and you we'll see. imagine that Jared Kelnick starts out the year with these guys next year. He'll start um, the year in double A next year yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, well, you know, depending on this latest injury, um, yeah. let's talk about that real fast. If you guys didn't see it, Jared Kelnick injured himself sliding into second base, I think is kind of the thing that happened. There's no video evidence or no video of him actually making the slide. So it's really hard to know what happened um, injury wise, but he was in some pretty significant pain on the ground at second base. Um, He was able to get up and walk off the field, which doesn't tell us much. Um, We've seen guys with serious injuries be able to walk off the field. Um, but I, it was was it uh, he himself who said he was okay? Yeah. So he went. He took to Twitter and said, "I'm good." Um, I did when I saw the video. It looked like the pain. It, it looked like he went from pain to frustration, mm-hmm. and which kind of concerned me at first. But now with him saying that he's good, I feel like maybe he was just mad at himself for how he slid, perhaps, or I don't know. Um, but maybe he just twisted his ankle weird. It hurt, but then he realized he was okay. I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll probably get official word today on, on what's going on with him and if he needs an IL stint. But I think if he uh, if he actually tore something or or broke something or even sprained something, I, I I think he wouldn't have tweeted what he did. I'm sure he probably knows by now what it is, or at least kind of the gist of it. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, hopefully the Mariners have dodged a bullet here. That's what it appears to be, but, you know, obviously we'll get confirmation later on, but for now, you know, counting our stars. 
Yeah, like a like we say a lot. Uh, we said a lot, actually. Um, you know, we're not doctors, obviously. Um, yeah. And we don't even have video of when the injury occurred, so we can't speculate or anything like that. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, he's already had one setback with the wrist. He missed about a week and a half there. Um, so this is something like that. Then it's really not that big of a deal if it's something major. Um, you know, it's we have to wait and see. I, without seeing the video, it's really hard to know. Um, so just kind of hold our breaths, wait for news on that. Um, he says he's okay. Uh, we'll see. Um, like I said, as long if it's nothing, nothing's torn too seriously or anything like that. I don't think we're looking at a Kyle Lewis type of situation. Um, yeah. I just because there were people down there watching who kind of said, yeah, you know, it's. He was in pain, but it wasn't anything like, I mean, they didn't have to cart him off or anything. So we'll see. Like I said, all we can do is speculate. He says he's okay. I hope he's right. Um, and if he is able to return this season, um, then there's a good chance he'll, he'll start next year. Uh, there's a decent chance he'll start next year in AA. Uh, more than likely, he'll probably go back to the Cal League for a couple weeks um, before he's called up, but we'll see. Um, there's mm. certainly a lot of talent there, um, as well. So, you know, it's, hopefully the Mariners dodged a bullet there. Uh, we mentioned earlier that the Mariners have, uh, 20, uh, 25 man roster spot open. Mm. Uh, we're still waiting to hear who's going to be called up. It does not seem like it's going to be Jake Fraley. He is in the, uh, Tacoma Rainiers lineup, which means more Mac Williamson. Hooray. It appears to be uh, Nabil Chrismat. That looks like who it's going to be. There was a photo of him on a plane yesterday or something, and I'm pretty sure the I like Arkansas doesn't use planes or something. I don't know. I saw some tweet about that. Well, Uh, he was he pitched last night for Tacoma. He went a couple innings. uh, So, Um, all right. Well, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, I think Sheffield pitched yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm guessing at this point it'll be a relief pitcher, um, probably one that we've heard of, uh, probably, uh, probably, uh, a short term thing, couple days. Um, and then they'll make a different call. It might be Justice Sheffield. It could be Jake Fraley. Uh, they could be trying to finalize a trade right now. We just, we don't know what's going on, uh, yeah. quite yet. There is an open spot on their 40 man roster right now. Um, yes. and then there's the, possibility that they could move Dan Altavilla to the 60-day IL as well. Um, so we'll see. And Ryan Healy. Um, yeah. So yeah, rosters, there's not really a roster crunch uh, problem for the Mariners right now. Um, so like I said, we're hoping that we get that information while we record, but you never know. And if not, oh well. Uh, it's probably not that big of a deal. Um, what could be a big deal is the uh, Sam Tui Vlala. He's back. Uh he was activated off the 60-day uh, IL yesterday. He is in uniform, and he's ready to go in in uh, Oakland tonight if the Mariners need him. Uh, it'll be nice to get him back. He was kind of a – he was the big piece that they acquired last July. Um, and you can certainly see why they liked him before he uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon. So um, he is, uh, he's on the uh, 40 man, and he was the 24th man. Uh, added yesterday. Uh, interestingly, the Mariners uh, they they didn't DFA him, but 
whatever. Andrew Moore passed through waivers, so he's no longer okay. on the forty man. Um, so that's why the forty man is at thirty nine. He cleared. They added uh, Tui Valala, and so they stick at thirty nine. Um, part of the reason I kind of thought maybe Fraley would come up was because they had the open spot, and they 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 put uh, they took more off the forty man roster when they didn't have to. Mm. Um, but he's in the lineup right now. Maybe they do in a couple days, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, it, that also could be indicating trade. Right. So we'll see. Um, right. but although, yeah, the, I, although the Mariners have had, you know, have gone long stretches where their 40-man roster isn't filled. Mm. So it could be anything is what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as for Tui Valala, to get him back, um, you know, this was – the one guy that you, that you knew you were going to be able to keep for a while has control, obviously, the, you know, the no options and everything. So he's got to stick with the team. And, um, you know, you're getting back a guy that is a professional out-getter, as you would say. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but keeps the ball on the ground. Um, really has three pitches that work for him. Um, honestly, surprised that the strikeout numbers aren't as high. He's got a good velocity on the fastball. Slider's pretty solid. So, um, but it'll be uh, it'll be really good to have him back and, and and see what they really have in him because last year, what he appeared five times for them, yeah, before getting hurt in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't really get to see what they had. Uh, you know, they traded Seth Elledge away, who you know they really liked and 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 had a good year last year, and. Um, you know, now you, and you really didn't get to, to see what you got for him. Um, but now you get a chance, hopefully he stays healthy for the rest of the year. Uh, he did struggle a little bit in, in, during his rehab, um, stint. Uh, but for the most part, he's, uh, he, uh, got through it fine and he's, um, he's ready to go. So, uh, should be, uh, it'll be fun to see him finally. Um, you know, he gets a lot of ground balls, uh, which is nice in this bullpen. Um, I think he's pretty much here to kind of fill the Nick Vincent role this year um, mm-hmm. for the rest of this year. Just kind of, you know, the guy doesn't blow you away, but uh, pretty reliable. I think they uh, use him as an opener. I think it's possible. Um, I don't know how aggressive they're going to be with his usage. Uh, mm. they have what 60 games left. You probably get into 25 of them. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is with him. Um, right. I, I, I think it's possible, particularly against right-handed heavy teams because Tui Valala is pretty darn good against right-handed yeah. hitters. Um, he's kind of the, uh, the opposite of a loogie. He's, he's a the right hand. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, whatever term you want to use, he's uh, that's that's his role. He's really good against right-handed uh, hitters. Um, at least he was last year when they acquired him. Um, and yeah, you look at his career against uh, last year against right-handed uh, hitters, uh, they hit 225, 247, 281 against him, while lefties hit uh, 356, 457, 593. So. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, this could be a guy that you maybe uh, you open and then you throw LeBlanc behind or you throw uh, Malone mm-hmm. behind just to kind of uh, mix things up. And th- I think the stuff is different enough that it, it makes some sense. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they use Tui Valala. Um, 
I think it's possible they use him as an opener once in a while. Uh, but more than likely, I think he's just going to be that sixth, seventh inning uh, type of guy to get the tough righty out. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, it's it certainly does help the bullpen. And, uh, yeah, this bullpen needs all the help it can get. So Yeah, obviously, you know, Tui Valala was more of a play for last year. Um, but, he, you know, he does have the control. So you get to bring him back and see what you have. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe he finishes out the year well and, you have a trade piece there if you wish, um, or you keep them to you know to help build your bullpen. I think you know the Mariners this offseason may uh, could make a uh, make a play on a, on a reliever uh, now that they're you know another year closer. Uh, sure. So we'll see. You know we'll see if they start trying to fill out their bullpen. You recommended a trade with the Marlins uh, a few days ago for one of our trade day articles. Mm-hmm. Sotomojo.com if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, um, so we'll see what they want to do. Um, but there's plenty of options here and, uh, yeah, hope, hope we get to see, uh, see to, uh, succeed over the next couple of months. All right, guys, let's, let's, uh, move away from actual Mariner news and let's talk about some fictional, uh, rumors or news or ideas, whatever it is you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys know, July, June and July, we have our trade a day series, um, which we've been pretty consistent on. I think we've only missed three days. In and we've typically weeks. made up for it. Like if, right, if we right. miss, we'll do it like a double day. Right. So I'm pretty sure yeah. we're averaging one a day at least. Um, I know we have two today, um, yep. almost three really. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's something we've been doing. We did it last year. You guys seem to like it. We're doing it this year. Um, you guys seem to enjoy it when you're not trying to call us idiots for coming up with 60 trades uh, <laughs> to, to fill two months. Like, yeah, why don't you guys do it? Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you for not being that person. Um, but anyways, so uh, we, we have uh, two different articles we're going to talk about. One of them is up right now at SotoMojo.com. The other one's going to be up later this evening or tomorrow. Oh. Uh, what do you tomorrow, Ty? Uh, no, it's going to be up and it'll be up by the time that this podcast is up. I think it actually comes out in like 20 minutes from the time we're recording this. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Uh, both, both articles are up on the website. Ty, Mm. let's start with yours. Uh, Okay. Let's, let's start with, uh, your article here. Why don't you kind of give us the overall premise of the article and then, uh, we can talk a little more about the individual trades that you've uh, identified. Yeah. So, um, you know, this year is the is the first year without the waiver deadline. And that's typically when uh, Jerry Depoto has been aggressive in making some more minor trades. Ben Gamble is one that comes to mind that really panned out for him. And, uh, and that's kind of what I was looking at here. Obviously he's going to have to make a deal like that within the next 15 days as the deadline approaches. So uh, I looked at uh, three uh, hitters today. Uh, just uh, the, the article is called three small trades for, for hitters that the Mariners to make right now um it initially started out as five uh but i broke it down to three uh the first trade being um the mariners getting third baseman ty france from the san diego padres uh for right-handed pitcher uh davy florido i think that's how you say it and uh outfielder gun omosako i I, I don't know i'm sorry if i've uh mispronounced both of those names uh just a couple of 18 year olds to, to get ty france who 
is blocked by Manny Machado, blocked by Eric Hosmer at first base, uh, presumably blocked by Luis Ar- uh, Urias at second base, even though he's not with the uh, Major League Club right now. Um, and he's destroyed AAA um, pitching this year, th- hitting 379, 467, 744 with 19 home runs, 57 RBIs. And a WRC plus of 194. He's just been fantastic, but just doesn't have a place to play uh, on the Padres Major League roster. Uh, the second one that I had is, uh, is another uh, is a similar trade. Uh, the Mariners get third baseman Michael Franco from the uh, Philadelphia Phillies for right-handed pitcher Art Warren. Uh, Franco uh, is having another bad year, coming off of a pretty decent year. But 2016, 2017 were just horrendous for him, and he's back to that now. Um, just been a huge struggle for him at the plate this year. But as I mentioned in the article, there's some good things, uh, or there's there's a few things to be encouraged by with Franco. Uh, he's the power's still there. He's got a 4.40 slugging percentage, 15 home runs. He's only striking out at a 12.1 percent clip right now. Uh, that's uh, 12th lowest, I think, in the league. And he's also having his best uh, year defensively, actually, at third base. He's got a plus 2.9 UZR, which is the fifth best mark uh, amongst all third basemen in, uh, in Major League Baseball. So uh, some things to be encouraged by, but the, the Phillies are pretty much done with him. He's had to play pretty much every day for them uh, because they just don't have a better in-house option. But he is uh, pretty much on the way out. He's making $5.2 million uh, this year. He's got two more years of club control uh, through arbitration. Uh, the Phil- he does have minor league options, but the Phillies aren't going to send him down and pay him $5 million to, to play in AAA. Um, so this is a good opportunity to just get a change of scenery and see if you can get something out of him. And this is uh, it's the kind of player that you can really uh, legitimately get great value out of if you get him back on track. Uh, and the last trade that I have is less about the future and more about just getting Mac Williamson the hell out of uh, Seattle. Whatever uh, it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, and uh, I have the Mariners getting outfielder Nick Martini uh, from the Oakland A's uh, for right-handed pitcher Yuri Tatis, an 18-year-old uh, who's making some progress down in uh, rookie ball right now. I may uh, get a chance at the Sally League soon. Um, as for Martinez, 29, uh, made his uh, pro debut last year with the A's and really contributed uh, to how they just, you know, suddenly became an unstoppable force last year and ultimately knocked the Mariners out of playoff contention um, or assisted in that at least. Uh, Martini he posted a 1.3 F4 last year. Doesn't have power. Obviously, he's on the older side. Uh, those are the things that bring him down. But he's an on-base machine, is an average to a slightly above-average fielder. Um, and uh, the A's, just for whatever reason, will not call him up. Uh, Steve uh, Piscotti just got put on the injured list, and Martini wasn't the play there. I don't know why. Uh, but they just will not call up Nick Martini, even though he is just destroying uh, the PCL right now. Uh, let me pull up his stats real quick. I got it but, right here. Uh, 344, 445, 476. Yeah. 134 uh, WRC plus. Almost, mo- almost as many walks as strikeouts. 
Yeah. Uh, so, not sure what the A's are doing there or what they're thinking. Um, but if they're not going to play them, then I think I think this is a good opportunity for the Mariners to not only get a guy that can give them significantly more production and just make them a little bit more watchable, uh, you know, than Mac Williamson, and also give them, you know, they have a ch- or they have the space to to let him play most nights and potentially build up his trade value if he has if he performs as he has in triple a and as he did last year that's that's a tradable piece in the offseason and as they say in the article you know this this trade deadline for me is a stepping stone for depoto to have a major uh offseason mm-hmm. um i think this offseason really is the probably going to be the most important one for this whole process because now it's about continuing to add and and fit and starting to figure out how you're going to construct that major league roster so if you can get a can a, a a piece like martini that is a veteran will be attractive to a lot of clubs and if he has a if he has a good final two months of the season you could definitely flip him or if you absolutely want to, you can keep him. You know, he's a good player, and if you want to win, you should have good players. So, <laughs> you know, I he's, mean, so uh, there's options there for you to have. Right. You know, last year he put up a 1.3 F4 in 55 games. That's pretty easy math. That's roughly a third of the season. He was almost a four-win player last year. Yeah. Um, pace-wise. They said the numbers in the high minors are just, they're consistently good. Um, you know, I don't know. He's not going to be an everyday outfielder, um, or he probably shouldn't be. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't help you. Like you said, he's average or better in left. He can manage in center um, and not kill you. Uh, I don't think he has the arm for right field. Um, but he can certainly play that position. Um, maybe a little Sam Fold, mm. a little bit. Um, kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me a bit of, uh, Ben Gamble, a little more on base, a little less power, um, and probably a better defender. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, you look at, uh, you look at his splits from last year, um, against left-handed or against right-handed pitching. He's a lefty. Um, he hit 306, 399, 431, uh, that uh, as they say in the business, that'll play. So uh, yeah. I actually I actually really like the Martini one. Yes, he's 29. No, I don't think he's a long term asset for you. Um, and ultimately, he may just be a 4A type of player. But he again, he still has two options left. And if you're not going to call up Jake Fraley, and we don't know when Braden Bishop or uh, Mitch Haniger are coming back, and we don't know if you're going to trade Domingo Santana, yep. this is a really good guy to have, especially if you're not going to call up Ian Miller or Jake Fraley. So. Why not? Um, I like I like the Martini call. Yeah, because you know, and it goes back to uh, one of the other trades that I wrote up a few days ago with Tommy Malone going to the, into the A's for uh, for Dustin Fowler. It's just they have a lot of guys on their team right now that play the outfield, so they just really don't see a need for it. They also have guys like Mark Payton in AAA that are just destroying the PCL, but they just won't call them up but it's really confusing for me on the martini front because he was such a strong contributor to their success last year 
Mm-hmm. And when you're running out, you know, Piscotti's not having that great of a year. Robbie, Gro- yeah, Robbie Grossman is whatever. Like, Loriano is really the only truly good outfielder on that team. He's overrated. So, and that that's true, too. <laughs> He's uh, he's definitely got one of the best arms in baseball, but he is not he does not take good routes in center field. Yeah, um, he makes some flashy plays, but I mean we've seen balls hit out there and they just drop, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's that seemed like a catchable ball to me. But uh, anyways, but yeah, he's having a, he's having a pretty nice year. But yeah, the Oakland said they want they really are serious about trying to chase down Houston. They're going to need more than Homer Bailey to do that. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, you know, it was last week. I think I proposed a trade to send uh, Domingo Santana down there. Um, mm. That's a bat that could help them. Oakland's interesting because they're only five and a half out of the yeah. uh, AL West. But yeah, we talked. <laughs> yeah, well, and we talked about this. You know. Um, on the last podcast, they they match up pretty well with the Mariners in terms mm-hmm. of trade. Uh, you know, even if you look at Tom Murphy or if they really want to go for it, Elmar Narvaez. Um, you know, and they have the farm system to uh, they have the prospects to to get pretty much whoever they want. It's really just about money for them. Always uh, is. So, uh, do I think that they're a play for someone like Mike Leak? Probably not. No. But, um, but someone like you know, because they say that they want to go after them, but are they going to be willing to pay, or, or are they going to be willing to take on the contract of someone like Madison Bumgarner? Are they comfortable with the prospect package it's going to take to get Zach Wheeler, or Robbie Ray? Right. You know, I, I I think for me, if, if I'm Oakland, uh, it's Zach Wheeler. Um, yeah. You're only paying half of his contract. It's a fair price that the shoulder checks out. Um, you know, he's a rental, so he's not going to be super expensive. I would rather have Zach, if I'm Oakland, I would rather have Zach Wheeler than Robbie Ray. It's because Ray is going to cost more right now. There's a chance. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with Robbie Ray. Um, but yeah, I would be more, in Oakland shoes, I would be more interested in a guy like uh, Wheeler because he's cheaper. And Oakland, really has to play that value game and he's cheaper um for a team like uh tampa or boston uh robbie ray probably makes more sense i think uh particularly to boston or um boston houston philadelphia um you know chicago even maybe the dodgers um i think ray makes more sense for those guys uh but yeah, if I'm if I'm Oakland and Billy Bean and David Frost, I think his name is Forrest Frost. I, I can't remember. Um, yeah, Wheeler's the guy I'm going at to help my pitching staff, and then Domingo Santana really is the guy who makes a lot of sense for you um, to improve your offense. And if you go out there and you add those two guys, you get better. Um, is it enough to catch Houston? Probably not. But I don't think there's a trade that they could make uh, that would get them you know, that would have them overtake Houston. Mm. I just, I don't see a, you know, a Justin Verlander. And even if there was, the A's can't afford him. So, yeah. So uh, I just, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, like I said, the athletics, they'll be interesting to watch over the next 
10 days or so, if they get on a hot streak and they close that gap, they might become aggressive buyers. And like we mentioned, the Mariners match up really well with them. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. So uh, let's go to your trade. You so I had a I had a trade with the Padres for for Ty France, but you also had a trade with the Padres today. Yeah. Um, I uh, I talked to uh, to a buddy Nick Lee uh, who writes for the uh, East Village Times. It's a website that covers the San Diego Padres. Uh, Nick gets uh, he gets uh, access to uh, the AAA. Uh, he has press credentials at the oh, what's the name of the uh, Rainier's Park? I can't remember it. Cheney? Yeah, Cheney Stadium. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got press credentials there. Um, whenever the San Diego team comes into town, he always gets to talk to the players and he has access and all that stuff. Um, Who is that? Fresno? Is that their? I believe it team? is Fresno. Fresno Grizzlies, I think, is what it is. It could yeah. be the El Paso Chihuahuas. I, uh, I, I'm yeah, not. I'm not very good on my AAA teams, but uh, uh, anyways, uh, I talked to him last night. Actually, I should go back. We had talked about um, a San Diego fit for the Mariners. You, I don't. You even, and I, right? Yeah. Yeah, you and I. Um, and I don't even remember how that start was. It. I. I honestly, I don't remember how that conversation started, but we got to the point where you had asked, hey, what do you think the Mariners would have to give up to get Luis Urias? Yeah. Um, and we had kind of decided, well, I think they'd probably have to take Will Myers' contract. Yeah. Uh, and then they would have to give, still have to give a really good player like Marco Gonzalez. Um, so... Uh, we kind of came up with this idea that the Mariners eat the Will Myers contract, which after this year is three years at $20 million per um, for Will Myers, who, if you guys don't know, is not worth $20 million. Uh, <laughs> not, not in any universe is he worth $20 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not, he's not terrible. He's been terrible right. this year, but overall he's not, he's not god-awful. Um, mm. But the Padres just gave massive deals to um, Manny Machado. They gave a massive deal to Eric Hosmer. And they're not a big market club. They don't have owners with super deep pockets, or at least they're not willing to spend it. So the $20 million that Myers is going to start making next season takes a huge chunk out of their payroll. This is already a team that has an overcrowded outfield. It's a team that is already going to have to make some serious cutbacks because of the the cost of those two contracts. It's also a team that really does want to go get a pitcher in free agency, and I think the guy they want is Steven Strasburg. Um, yeah. They can't afford him if Will Myers is on their books. They're just it's not going to happen. So they have to get rid of that contract. Um, so, anyways, I, I take this idea and the proposal as of right now um, is the Mariners trade Marco Gonzalez to the. Uh, to the Padres and they get Luis Urias and we'll talk about him in a second. And they, I don't want to say they get, they have to take the $60 million hit on Will Myers. All right. Right. So that's where we're at. I take this to, I take this to Nick uh, over at East village times. Um, and I kind of floated out there and his reaction is basically, I can't say it's bad because it makes sense. And it's pretty much the only way 
somebody's going to take Will Myers and the Padres still get something valuable. Right. Um, so he comes to the conclusion basically that, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate offer. Um, so that's kind of where we, t- we, uh, we went around with my article today. Um, obviously, uh, Urias is the prize for the Mariners. Urias is 23, I believe. Second baseman. He can play shortstop if you need him to. You play third, but he's he's really best suited for second base. Um, mm-hmm. Tremendous hit tool. I think Pipeline has him as a 70-grade hit tool out mm-hmm. of 80. Uh, insane with some pretty decent pop. Um, a really solid above-average defender at second base. He can steal a handful of bases here and there. He's a good base runner, not a fast one. Um, and overall, I, I think Pipeline has him at 20th overall. Yeah. Prospect and Fang- Fangrass has him at 18. Right, overall. so he's, he's right around there, and he's in AAA. He's ready to go. He's big league ready. Um, yeah. So, Ty, I guess we'll, let's talk about this deal a little bit here. Oh. Um, let's talk about it a little bit from the Mariners' perspective. I think I cover the Padres' perspective. Um, right. is, is taking on Will Myers really worth losing Marco Gonzalez just to get Luis Urias? If that made any sense. <laughs> All right. So, well, you and I talked about this in in, in our DMs uh, last night when we were trying to figure this out, and mm-hmm. I don't mind Will Myers. I think, obviously, he's severely overpaid, but I think there's a chance that if you give him a bit more stability in terms of where he's going to play every day, which would likely be first base on the Mariners. We give him that, and and the change of scenery overall. Maybe while Will Myers becomes a one and a half one player for you, you know, that's something he's done as recently as last season, in only eighty three games. So, and so he's he's still got a solid hit tool on him. It's just really, I don't know. I think once the once Eric Hosmer came into the picture. Right, it really muddled things for him. It, 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 especially after you know the the Padres had just made that commitment to him and everything, and then they bring in Hosmer, and Myers isn't suited for the outfield. Uh, he, he can man. He's probably would be slightly better than Domingo Santana in left field. Right, it's <laughs> not very good. <laughs> like I, I was looking at his UZR last night, and it was just atrocious. Out there, uh, his UZR at first base was pretty terrible too. But the, I, I UZR at first base that, isn't really that doesn't matter really right. at all. So you know he, he's he's big. He can catch the ball there. He's a first baseman. <laughs> so um, anyway. I would say he's looking at the the advanced fielding. I would say he's probably about league average at first base. Mm. So, and the Mariners have been totally fine with having that kind of profile at first base over the years. So we're good. A league average defensive first baseman. They haven't had that since, I don't know, Olerud. <laughs> oh, that's true too. Casey yeah. Kochman maybe is the last yeah. guy. Well, I'm just talking in terms of numbers. Right, right, right. I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you. So, go ahead. I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think, uh, I think to give him that stability and everything, he can be an okay player for you. I obviously you're paying the twenty million dollars, and when you think about it, you're taking on the sixty million. That's the same money that you completely saved on Cano 
on the Cano trade. So if you want to think of it like that, you're basically replacing Cano with Will Myers or with that, you know, money that got freed up. So uh, do you look at that and think, okay, you know, I, I can give that a shot. Will Myers was pretty good a couple of years ago. He got a decent year last year. It wasn't great, but yeah, you know, it was okay. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I I like it. I think it's a I think it's a decent upside play. And you know, for me, I'm not really attached to Marco Gonzalez at all. Right. I like him. I think he's a solid pitcher. I think he can be a solid three or four in your rotation in the future. I just don't think he's that guy. And I'm not going to get hung up on on losing him. I think you have, um, I think you have several pitchers in your system that will be up soon that are going to be equal or better uh, than the value that Marco gives you. And I I just think that he's replaceable. And, right. Um. I don't, I don't know if replaceable is the word, but I know what you mean. They. Uh... Right now, believe it or not, Marco Gonzalez, as of last night, a few more guys made starts last night um, that Marco didn't. So this has changed, I'm sure. But as of last night, Marco Gonzalez was tied for 30th in pitcher F war. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I that's, think that's I, pretty valuable. Yeah, but so no, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, in terms of just how you view this five-year plan or three-year plan or whatever you consider it. Marco Gonzalez just does not feel like a huge part of that, to me at least. And I think if you can if you can use Marco to potentially get a a first baseman that's not going to make All Star games, but might give you one and a half to two WAR a season, plus a second baseman of the future that could be a perennial All Star. I mean, for a guy that's probably going to be your number. F- three or four at most in two years. I mean, why not? Why would you not do that? Now, I don't think the Padres would do this. No, I don't either. Um, I think it would need to be filled out a little bit more. I think Marco is a good headliner for this deal. I think they would do this deal with Marco as the headliner. Yeah, But I think they just need a bit more on the back end. Like, I, I don't think they would just take Marco. And I think I think the Mariners would want a little something extra back as well. You know, just some, like, flyer. You know, whatever. Your Jake Fraley type. You know, maybe something below that. A little bit below that. Um, maybe uh, Tyler France. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I really like it. I, I like the, the parameters of the deal. Just got to, you know, flesh it out a little bit more. But I think that's a really good um, basis for for the Mariners to take some risk here. You know, because here's another thing is, you know, Uri, uh, Urias has, has seen um, only 23 games this year. It hasn't gone well. I'm sure we're going to hear from the same people that complain about J.P. Crawford and Daniel Volgebach that that means he sucks right. <laughs> if if the Mariners were to ever acquire him. But there is some risk here in, in, in that, you know, Will Myers is trash and you're paying him $20 million for the next three years. And that's going to take a big chunk out of the money that you could use on filling out your as 
the Jerry Kelnicks and Julio Rodriguez of the world come up and you're ready to start competing. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's the kind of move that you have to make. Like if that deal was actually on the table in front of Jerry DePoto, you got to take that 10 times out of 10. Oh yeah. I think so too. Um, you know, there, there's a few interesting things. Um, you know, we, I heard from a, uh, or Nick heard from a Padres fan who follows him that, you know, what if, you know, Malik Smith makes some sense for the Padres and you say, okay, well, if it's Marco and Malik's for Urias and Myers, um, are you willing to take Mike Leak? Uh, you know, so I, I think this trade has a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, tentacles that you can kind of draw off this general premise. But overall, I do think the premise is solid. Um, and it's something that the Mariners could explore with other players. It doesn't have to be Will Myers. Um, but if the Mariners can essentially buy value on their, on what they're trying to sell, um, I think it's something they should explore. And, you know, we talk about them as salary dumping a lot and they did. Um, but this would be taking on salary to get more value back. Kind of the opposite. The thing that people are mad about with the Jay Bruce trade, this is kind of like the reverse of that. They're not just dumping. They're actually taking salary to get a better prospect instead of giving it away and getting a little bit less in return. Right. Um, and I think that's a premise that can be can be built on. I think that's something you may see this offseason. Um, I, I, I would think that a trade like this in particular would be more of a winter trade. Yeah. Um, after the Padres see Urias for the next 50 games or whenever he's called up, um, you know, the Mariner or the Mariners can, you know, see Marco for the rest of this and all that stuff. And you can kind of talk about it now um, and do it in November, December. Um, like I said, it doesn't have to be Urias. I think it would have to be a really good prospect, though, to take on Will Myers contract. Um, you know, Xavier Edwards is kind of an interesting guy. Uh the Padres have a ton of pitching prospects and the Mariners are pretty loaded there. So I don't know if that would prevent them from doing a deal, but you know, maybe a guy like Ryan Weathers, um, Luis Patino, that, that could be a guy. Um, so I, I like, I, said, I think this is a framework deal and I, I, so far it seems that people are understanding that um, I haven't gotten really any complaints about it, which is nice, but, uh, at least from people I haven't muted yet. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, I think the I think this is pretty well understood on both sides of the aisle here that this is just kind of a a baseline. Let's start here. Let's talk. Let's work it out. Let's see if we can work it out, you know, with different uh, types of deals. And that's why a deal this complicated probably if it, anything like this were to happen. We got our call up. We got oh, our call up. Breaking, breaking news. news. Eric Swanson is oh. the call up. And Christopher Negron is up from AAA Tacoma, which means Mac Williamson has been DFA'd. Yeah, we did it. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, we finally did. Play the music. Timestamp that right there. We are playing the music. Yeah. 50 minutes and 42 seconds in. Here comes the music. <laughs> so, anyway. 
So that's, so that's interesting. A guy. No, no, no about Chris Matt, no trade. It's just Eric Swanson. And now Christopher Negron is coming up to presumably play left field for a little bit. Yeah, with Dylan Moore. See, that's interesting because now the Mariners have essentially two outfielders and three utility guys. Um, so that's in three catchers. <laughs> now, Negron is not on the 40-man roster, correct? So he's been... No, so that not. So he, he would have had to be added. Yep. That fills so up the, the spot. That fills up right. the spot. All right. Short term. Yep. So there you go. 25-man roster is filled. The 40-man roster is now filled for now. Um, so, you know, Mac, nothing personal. You just really suck. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That was... Uh, oh, and of the, course... I'm sorry, I'm an idiot, and of course you have to DFA Mac Williams, uh, Williamson to get him off your 25-man roster. So the 40-man roster is still at 39. Oh right. Yeah, you have to DFA him to get rid of it. Silly me. Uh, (laughs) I think I excuse anybody who doesn't understand, like doesn't they miss something when they're talking Mac Williamson because he's Mm -hmm. just a black hole. Yeah. Uh, It's not Ian. It's not Ian Miller, which is annoying. But hey, it's not Mac Williamson either, which is nice. So yeah, uh, it sounds like we like. It sounds like Mac the Mariners like ran over our dog or something. So so a funny tweet from uh, from our friend uh, Seattle Nine says the Mariners roster right now has two catchers, eight infielders, and two outfielders. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, this is a great team. Uh, it has, uh, I guess they're not counting, um, sorry, they must not be counting, uh, Nola as a catcher there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because Nola technically is a catcher, so. Three catchers, seven infielders, two outfielders. What a, what a roster. What a uh, I mean. A, I mean, they're, you know, fans wanted them to tank. This is kind of tanking. <laughs> it's, it's tanking. I just. I really don't understand why Jake Braley's not up. Um, I guess service time, but I mean, like, really, I don't don't know what tank is real, man. The tank is real. (laughs) I guess, man. Um, (laughs) Hopefully, it comes with the Domingo Santana trade here in the next couple days, couple weeks. Um, But yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, Yeah, it almost feels. You know who would be a really good fit right now on this roster? Nick Ooh. Martini. So, yep. We'll get that, that would, done, Jerry. Yeah, that would um, be a that would be a nice fit. Man, if only someone recommended that. I know. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> you guys should go to uh com for all your latest Mariners uh thoughts, I guess. Thoughts, musings, ponderings. Yeah. Ideas, suggestions, trades, rumors, or as or as we like to call it, because we're so full of ourselves, according to people, the word of God. Yes. If the mayor, if we didn't say it, it didn't happen. So that's pretty much. That's that's what people on Twitter would want me to think. Yeah, like like two guys, (laughs) one of which has Art Warren as the number ten prospect in the entire system. No offense to Art Warren, but uh, I didn't have him in my top thirty. Um, I think he was. I don't think anyone had him in their top thirty. I mean, Pipeline has him like 
20th or something. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to yeah, get inside that, that's today. That's a big difference from 10th. <laughs> yeah. So. I, mean, oh, I just. Can you imagine him being that, that stupid? Like, really? Let's throw uh, Art Warren into our top 10. For what? He's a reliever who throws hard but can't stay healthy. Who cares? Listen, I'll, go down least... to, I'll go down to a college campus, throw a rock, and I'll hit a guy who can throw 98 and Look, not man, stay healthy. At least we get paid to write about the Mariners and make content oh, about the Mariners. So, so. much. So much money. Yeah. We get paid. You guys yeah. wouldn't even believe it. I'm on a yacht right now. <laughs> I just, anyway. So, I don't want to so get off this... Uh, Let's talk about the final piece of news today, though. Um, well, more a rumor that I wrote about today. Sure. Uh, that the uh, the Cardinals are open to dealing uh, some of their young MLB outfielders. Now, Ken Rosenthal mentioned uh, Lance Thomas and Tyler O'Neill, a familiar face. I'm not sure if this also includes someone like Harrison Bader, who I would have a lot of interest in. Um, yeah, he's but. Not- He's been but, very bad this year. Yeah, but um, and he all and Rosenthal also mentioned that they might be open to trading Carlos Martinez, which I think is really interesting for the Mariners as well. But uh, but first, let's talk about you know the pen, the potential of O'Neill and a return with him. Um, and he's been pretty pretty solid this year in the in the limited time that he's played. Obviously, striking out a ton. You know that's going to happen. That's just in today's in today's league that just happens. You know, a guy like Aaron Judge, he strikes out a lot. Does he hit a ton of bombs? Yes, he does. And that's kind of what you hope Tyler O'Neill can be for you. You know, kind of a Aaron Judge light, if you will. Solid defense. You know, will kill you out there. Hit for a lot of power. But uh, he's been hitting for average this year, and he has gotten on base at a three twenty nine clip. Um. So what do you think about O'Neal? What do you think about cost uh, in terms of a trade? Uh, personally, I feel like they would more so uh, like to package him in a deal rather than just trade him straight up. Uh, I think they would just get more value just out of a package instead of him alone. But what what do you feel if the Mariners just went out and got Tyler O'Neal spe- specifically and what would that cost and everything about that? Right. Um, well, first things first, I would love to have Tyler O'Neill back in the organization. Um, he said just 24 years old, tremendous raw power, actually a decent defender in a corner. He won't kill you at all. Yeah. Uh, strikeouts are a concern. Um, I mean, he's striking out 41 or almost 42% of the at-bats yeah. uh, this year. But he is on a bit of a hot streak, which has definitely helped his value. Um, and like you said, he's 24 years old. Um, this guy is worth the risk, in my opinion. He's not a free agent until after 2024, uh, and he still has options left. So this is definitely a guy the Mariners should be interested in. Um, as for a cost, I think I would probably go ahead and give up my number 10 overall prospect, Art Warren. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, last joke. Um, no, but uh, anyways, cost. Yeah, cost is going to be difficult because, like I said, he's only 20. He's only 24. He has options. He ha- does have some success in the big leagues, albeit in small uh, small samples. Um, and also, I just what do the Cardinals? What do they want? Because if they're willing to trade Carlos Martinez, this kind of points to a rebuild of some kind, or at least a 
a white flag for this season, yet they're only two games out of first place. Mm. Um, and like pretty much the rest of the NL, pretty much everybody else in the NL, with the exception of really the Mets and the Marlins, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Like it's it's not crazy. So I don't I don't know because I don't are the Cardinals are they actually going to throw in the white towel in this season or are they trying to trade O'Neal for somebody who can help them right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be in the outfield, which is where the Mariners have a lot of their depth. Um, starting pitching wise, I, I did, it's not going to be for Marco. They're not doing that. Although that would be funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, would you, you know, would you trade Ty- would you trade Domingo Santana for Tyler O'Neill? Obviously, something a little up. extra. No, something a little extra would be on the card on the Cardinal side to, to come in the Mariners' way. I would do it straight up. Really, you would do it straight up. Well, yeah. I mean, because you got to consider that he he's significantly better in the corner outfield than Santana, and has a similar pro- power profile. Right, so. and well, definitely a worse hit tool, but also yeah, you know, uh, what three more years of club control. And yep. options, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I would do it straight up. Um, really? Okay. Yes, I would. I don't think the Cardinals would. Um, and by the way, this. Oh really? Could, if, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's just we we've seen the value on on bats and even young bats right, like this true. drop so much lately. It's really pitching is what gets you quality. Yeah, it gets you prospects. Now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to like. Because Jose Martinez is a guy that, as much as I like him, they mm-hmm. don't know if he fits the Mariners right now. Right. Uh, he's basically pretty, just Domingo again. Right. Kinda. Less power, more yeah. more hit. Um, and, and defensively about the same game. horrible defense. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Um, so I don't know. This is really hard. Uh, this could be a situation that we just talked about uh, with Will Myers. Do the Mariners maybe take, like, Dexter Fowler? Mm-hmm. Um, if the Cardinals, if the Cardinals are saying we're fine with you know forfeiting this season, basically, do you take Dexter Fowler um, in that contract, and then you get O'Neill for a prospect, like oh. literally maybe Art Warren? You know what I mean? Um, oh. I I don't know, man. This is really hard. Because are there other big contracts on their team? Like, is Michael Waka making in a bunch of money? He is. He's making some, but he's a free agent at the end of this year. Oh, okay. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, same thing. Right. Um, obviously, they're not going to trade. Uh, I mean, they're they're not going to trade uh, Yachty. They're not going to trade Wainwright. Um, so now, I'm getting off a, off the beating path a little here, but I, I asked you last night about Ozuna as a potential free agent target. Sure. You know, we got the, the there was a there was a rumor a couple years ago that the Mariners were closing in on a trade for the for Ozuna or something it was Jim Bowden so right but yeah <laughs> but there was some interest there there, there was, was some clear interest there um obviously why wouldn't you be interested in, in someone like Marcelo Ozuna especially at that time um is that a play or do you think you know with the depth that they have in the organization and outfield would they not make a uh, a long-term commitment to an outfielder I honestly, I don't know. Um, I because you start thinking about it, you go, okay, if they're not going, let's assume they're not going to trade Hanniger, right? Right. Um, are they going to trade Malik's? Maybe. Are they going to trade Santana? I think probably. 
maybe not this year, but I think probably. Um, then you start talking about Jake Fraley, Kyle Lewis, Braden Bishop is kind of that next, yep. uh, the next wave. I think I think Fraley and Bishop actually work really well as a tandem, um, as a platoon type, uh, and I both could be starting outfielders. But I think you know you can work both of those guys and play matchup and all that stuff. Um, so I think there might be room for one, uh, one outfielder. To, to pay. Um, and Osuna is going to be 29 uh, this year, or this winter, actually, in November. Um, he'll turn 29. He's a good hitter, um, but the last two years have not been great. Not terrible, but not great. Uh, 106 WRC Plus last year. This year he's up to 118 again, but 259, 331, 515. Power's really driving that. Um, doesn't strike out. You know, Good strikeout numbers, solid walk numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the Mariners would be interested in Ozuna. Um, now, keep in mind, the contracts that have been given out to these players over the last couple of years, you're probably not going to, like, Ozuna is probably not going to cost a ton, really, especially with how he's regressed. Right. I think it's so tough to know with the market, though. Um, yeah. Ozuna's a pretty good defender out in left field. Um, above average, I would say. Uh, sure. He's been average-ish this year. Um, so, yeah, I think Ozuna... He had, that one, he had that one blunder when he like got up oh, on the yeah. wall and then and left then the off ball, of the wall. <laughs> and then the ball bounced on the grass before it even hit the warning track. Um, but, you know, we've seen worse from Domingo Santana, so that's, yeah, yeah. that's nothing new. I, like I said, I think Ozuna's probably going to be a target uh, because I think there's a chance that his value is actually down. Um, it's kind of, he's on the, he's on the IL again. Um, he just always seems to kind of miss a little bit of time here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, although he did play 159 games, uh, two years ago and 148 last year. So it's, it's not like he's missing significant time, but he always seems to kind of be battling some kind of injury that hurts his performance a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's a solid three ish win player, I think. Uh, yeah, I think Ozuna would be interesting this offseason. Um, I don't think it makes sense to trade for him unless he's... Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't asking about that, yeah. Yeah, unless he's literally just salary dump. And he's only making $13 million this year, so he'd be less, owed less than five-ish. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know where the matchup is. Carlos Martinez is the other guy making money, but he's not so bad that they have to dump him but apparently they want to listen i don't, I don't know man i don't know so, enough about the cardinals so all right so what do you think about that the carlos martinez thing and especially how the mariners could possibly get involved in that because i look at that and i think he's making money but he's controlled through 2023 yep. i think he's a free agent in 2024 correct yeah okay like, uh, he's absolutely guaranteed free agent. There's a couple of club options before then in 2022 and 2023. Um, so the, if the Mariners wanted to get out of that or the Cardinals or whoever it is has him at that time, they could get out of it. Um, so with that said, you know, he's coming off of shoulder. He had a rotator cuff issue. Basically, they've halted him being a start, a, a starting pitcher. He was pretty much their ace for the last couple of years and 
now yeah, has really solid and now has become their closer um, because they're just trying to limit his innings and limit the stress on his shoulder right now for this year. So there's still a possibility that he becomes a starter. Now, if you were to trade for him because of the control and he does come relatively cheap. Now he's making about the average for a high leverage reliever right now at, at 11 million. That's about average if you know, unless you're like Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell or something like that. Right. But, um, He's making about the average for that. Now, if he becomes a starter again, that's a huge bargain. Because oh, you yeah. think about the the capabilities that he has. But what does the package look like to get him? Now, if it's if it has to include someone like Justice Sheffield or Evan White, because I think at this point now, unless you're able to get something incredible you're not trading Kelnick you're not trading Gilbert and you're not trading Julio no so let's start with can Justice Sheffield or Evan White headline a deal to get Carlos Martinez or would they rather have someone like Mitch Haniger get a controllable major league outfielder or Domingo Santana uh, but probably Haniger to to headline that deal. Is that something that is that enough to appease the Cardinals? Uh, if if I'm the Cardinals, uh, yeah. Um, if I'm the Mariners, no. Um, Martinez is just he's such a risk because we don't yeah. know if he's just a reliever. There makes no sense, no matter how good he is, to trade an Evan White or a Mitch right. Haniger. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to do that. Um, and honestly, you'd have to go pretty far down the list before I'd get to a prospect that I would say, yeah, if you told me he was only a reliever. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are going to treat him like he's just a reliever. Um, and they probably shouldn't, but I don't know that any team should look at him as anything more than a reliever. The right. guy's only pitched in 18 games this year. You know, so He hasn't had a full it, season since 2017. So and that's the thing, and and that's the thing that I brought up was uh, at the end at the end of the article today was if it is worst case scenario, he's probably going to be a pretty good reliever for you, yeah. Right? He's going to be your closer, or he's going probably. to be your high leverage, like one of your high leverage guys. So that's va- there's value in that, and you're probably going to shovel out money and prospects for that kind of guy in a couple years anyway. So to get a guy that's controlled through that time, do you see that as still of worth to you to do that now, even if it doesn't matter for a couple of years? And and hope that you know he can go to the rotation, but at worst case, he's probably going to be a reliever. Because he's still young. He's 27 right now. He's when he's a free agent, he's gonna be 31. Mm-hmm. He'll, uh, he turns 28 in September, so. You'd be acquiring him for his age 28 and 29 season for sure, and with the option for his age 30 and 31 season. Right. So, I don't know. What, is, there, that, is that, where, where do you draw the line as the Mariners? Like, what, what is Carlos Martinez worth to you, given the risk? 
but also knowing the, the reward upside. because because the because the upside is going to play into the package that you have to give. And I right. think that and I think that that is going to require someone like Evan White or Jake Fraley. Some something in that range. I'm I'm not giving up either of those guys. Uh, not for college, not for Martinez straight up. Um, huh. you want to throw in Tyler O'Neill, we'll talk, but uh I just that's too much risk for me. Honestly, if it's me, I'm saying okay, I under like you have right, let's say, let's ahead. say this. Would you? All right, Carlos Martinez and Tyler O'Neill for Mitch Haniger, right now. You're asked that. No, but it's it's really. I mean, it's. I could be talked into it, mm. but no, I don't think so. Again, just because I there's still risk in Tyler O'Neill just striking out too much to be a viable big leaguer, um, yeah. and. Like, if you tell me that O'Neill is going to basically put up his career slash line right now over the course of his contract, and you give me a 70% chance that Martinez is going to be a starter, then yeah, I do that. No problem. Right. Um, but I can't, I just, I don't feel comfortable enough with either of them. Um, honestly, for a guy like Carlos Martinez, the guy that I would, I would, and even this, I would think would be like, here's Kyle Lewis to work with because he is also a risk um, to develop, but you guys have a really good player development staff. So I'm taking the risk that this guy who has had a really good, what, six weeks now. Um, and I, you said divot. I think you told me this weekend that Divish said that he expects Lewis to get a cup of coffee in Seattle this year. Yeah. He expects him to be up in September along with Justin Dunn and Jake. Right. Fraley. Right. So I think there's some risk there for the Mariners because if Kyle Lewis is an everyday player and Carlos Martinez is a reliever, that's not a good trade because right. Martinez is making money and Kyle Lewis has three years for free, basically. Um, but if Kyle Lewis is just kind of this fourth outfielder and Martinez is a starter, then you're going to win that deal and it's going to be fine. You're not going to miss it. So Lewis is kind of the guy for me. I just... I I put it. I think, like, if the Mariners like randomly announce, hey, we traded Jake Fraley for Carlos Martinez straight up, I would be okay with it. I wouldn't, you know, be jumping up and down, but I would certainly be able to understand the risk reward here. Mm-hmm. Um, and even maybe Evan White, I could kind of be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I because I'm, I'm a big fan of Evan White. Um, right. Uh, so yeah, I, to me, it's Kyle Lewis, Sam Carlson, maybe Noel V. Marte, since he's so far away. Those are kind of the guys that I would feel okay, um, offering. I don't know. Maybe they like Malik Smith and there's something you can work around that where he's the big piece. Um, or Domingo Santana, like you mentioned, doubtful though. They won't play Jose Martinez out there. Um, I mean, you never know what a team might do. (laughs) Right, <laughs> baseball do baseball teams do uh, some crazy stuff every now and then. So, but yeah, I, I I think realistically, I think the Cardinals are just gonna want too much. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that they're floating the idea around, but I think that's more so because just the pitching market right now in terms of trades is really light, even on the on the relief end. Yep. Um. You know, that's why we've talked about guys like Rowan Elias earning nice packages. 
um, and a, and a and potential deal. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine that, um, this is a route that the Mariners go. I, you know, I do think that they need to take some risk because without risk there, I don't, I don't think you can actually make this thing happen in a couple of years. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's really interesting. And I think if you can talk the Cardinals down, then, yeah, you should go for that because that could be huge for you. And say, and say the Mariners did, let's say that they did your deal with, you know, with Marco and, and Urias and everything. So now, so they they get that deal, and then they turn around and they get Carlos Martinez for Jake Fraley or whatever. And now Martinez kind of feel fills that hole that you left with Marco. How do you feel then? And this is just dream scenario, obviously. Right. But um, I probably feel okay because um, at least I still have at that point. I would still have Kyle Lewis as a potential left fielder. I would still have Shed Long. I would still have. Uh, Braden Bishop and Mitch Haniger. Uh when they're both healthy, Carlos Martinez is a better starter than Marco, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. higher upside. Uh, Urias is, I mean, there's a little Jose Altuve just in terms of bat to ball skill there mm-hmm. uh, and, to, and defense, honestly. Um, so yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely doing that. Um, if I can get both. Um, like I said, the thing about Carlos Martinez is there's just so much risk and, Obviously, again, you know, we're not doctors. We don't have copies of his medicals, and that's something that would have to be heavily scrutinized by the Mariners' doctors. Um, but, yeah, like, if the Mariners traded for Carlos Martinez and it didn't include, and it wouldn't, uh, Kelnick, Dunn, uh, Gilbert, or uh, Julio, I could probably wrap my head around it. Yeah. So it's probably where I'm at. I wouldn't love it if it was one of the other big guys, but... Like justice, um, yeah. I just I think justice I mean, is real hard because he can be a reliever too, and I mean, yeah, any, and that, any and that's, good. yeah, and that's and that's kind of the thing that you you have to think here with with someone like Justice Sheffield is, do you value? Do you think that Justice Sheffield will give you more value in three years than Carlos Martinez? Um, well, I, you know. It, I don't know, but Justice Sheffield's got six years of club control left, three years of which he's not making any money. Yeah, exactly. And And Martinez has got, what, four years left after this year? Mm. Making a little bit of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting to talk about. The next 15 days are going to be really, really interesting. Um, And I'm... And I think that the Mariners are kind of the dark horse. You know, they're they're not in a similar position to where the Rays were last year, in which right. the Rays were able to run off a ton of games and won ninety, I believe. Right? They yep. they got to ninety. Um, you know, they're not in that similar position, but I think capitalizing on the on the value that you have on your current roster, but also getting aggressive like how the Rays did with Tommy Pham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think that's where the I think that's where the Mariners are, and I think that's what I expect from them over the next two weeks. Is yeah. 
I think, yeah, upside, I think they make a strong play to address a, a need for... I, I think if if the deal is there, and if it's someone like Urias, or if it's someone like you know Noah Syndergaard, you know if you're able to get that guy for you know a package, you know like like the one you presented, or or something you know slightly better, or what have you, you know I, I think the Mariners do that, um, right. and. The record of the 2019 Mariners should not stop them from making trades that would help the 2020 and 2021 Mariners. Well, and, that, and, and that's exactly right because they've, and obviously I'm not, I'm not really holding them to this 2021 thing that they've, they've said to the public. You know, I, I, I still think, you know, given all things that go into that, maybe they, they contend for a playoff spot that year, but they're not going to continue contend for like anything past that. In that year, and I think right. it's kind of unrealistic to think that. Well, yeah, um, they they see twenty twenty one as the start of their window, not the right, not the last year to take right. advantage. So, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If they're if they're just competing for a wild card spot in twenty twenty one, I think they're right on schedule. Yeah, and so, and so, um, with that, I think that should never that, that you got you got to you got to go for it like now with certain deals you know if uh, if a Noah Sundergaard trade is there and you can make that and you don't have to give up Dunn, Julio, Kelnick uh, and Gilbert you have to do that you have to get aggressive you have to take some risk you know because there's some risk there with someone like Sundergaard there's risk there with Carlos Martinez there's there's risk with a lot of guys there's risk with someone like John Gray mm-hmm. um but you have to. I, I just I can't see how the Mariners play this safe and get to where they need to be. Yep, agreed. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to be really aggressive this winter, um, if not at the deadline. Um, like I said I think the Mariners are going to be kind of that surprise team this winter. They're going to make a trade that nobody saw coming, and they're probably going to sign somebody. Uh, maybe it's Ozuna that uh, people didn't really. Uh, think um, and they kind of did that last year with you say Kikuchi you know um, yep. kept telling you guys the Mariners were serious contenders and for Kikuchi and there was no it doesn't make any sense they wouldn't do that nobody really mentioned him uh, none of the national guys really mentioned them they're kind of on the outside looking in they like him but probably not going to sign there we kept telling you guys this makes sense. It really does. It's going to fit right into their window. It's going to be cheaper than it would for anybody else on free agency. This makes sense, guys. And then, I don't know, two months later, boom, there you go. So I think they're going to make another surprising move like that. So stay tuned for all that. It's uh, certainly when the Mariners are playing as poorly as they are right now, uh, the easiest thing to do is to dream about the uh, the trade deadline and the uh, offseason. So. so do you have a – do you have a um... – bold prediction for the deadline because i i have one that's it's not super bold but i think the Mariners will be involved in a three-team trade in which they end up getting the best asset well um i think the mariners and it's i don't know if this is bold or not but i think the mariners acquire a major leaguer um in the next 15 days um you know i 
in like a legitimate major leaguer or like someone that's just he's got major league experience but he's not very good no somebody who's who's been in the league long enough that you kind of know who he is okay um right i i don't think you're looking at like a like not that not a ben gamble type or i don't know who's guy who's got a cup of coffee someone someone like ty france right so like someone that's above that yeah maybe like tyler o'neill right somebody like that or maybe it's even you know the lane thomas or whatever his name is or it's jose martinez or i don't know it's nick pavetta yeah vince velasquez somebody like that um i think they add a major leaguer in a trade um so I think that's I think that's probably about as bold as I'm willing to go. I, like I said, I, th- I thought they were going to buy for a while, um, buy for 2020, not 2019, which seems to be a hangup for some people. Um, but yeah, I, I think they I think they acquire a major leaguer, and I think it'll probably be in the uh, Domingo Santana trade. Um, maybe it's a guy like Ian Happ, um, somebody who's been to the big leagues, and we kind of know a little bit about who he is, but you know, still has some upside left. So. Somebody like that. Yeah, uh, I think whatever they do, if if they do get a major leaguer or they get a player that's close to the major leagues, um, I would love to see it be in the infield, preferably a third baseman. I think really you got to start planning for that. And right. well, still trying to get Seager enough at bats to uh, yeah to get a definitive because. You're not. You're, you you can't trade Kyle Seager. You know you might be able to trade Kyle Seager for Will Myers. Um, so that's uh, well, he, uh, probably uh, not because they have Machado and Tati, so there's no way unless to play. yeah, unless they want to play him at second. <laughs> but which uh, is serious, so. Um, yeah. yeah well, so we'll unless see. they give us serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just gonna happen now, guys. Um, yeah. We're gonna uh, speak that into existence, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna love our ball our way to Luis Urias. <laughs> anyways guys uh thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this is a long one um almost an hour and a half so let's get out of here uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast uh make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes uh we typically record on tuesdays and the podcast comes out either tuesday evening or wednesday morning um so make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any of our new podcasts also visit the website sotomojo.com we have a lot of good trade stuff we, uh, you can uh, read our stuff that we talked about today yeah, if, if you go to the rumors tab, you're going to find a, boat, a boatload of trades that uh, that we just kind of thought of and proposed and use those to work off a guideline and uh, maybe create your own and send them our way. Um, if you do want to send us your creative trade ideas, you can do it on Twitter at SotomojoFS. Best place to get a hold of us right there, SotomojoFS on Twitter. Um, so make sure you guys follow us there as we uh, react to all the Mariners news and rumors and trades. So tweet out the podcast there and the uh, in any uh, links to any of the articles that we write. Um, so it's a good place to just kind of follow us in general. So make sure you guys do that. Um, Ty, do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. Um, just you know, thank, uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, you know, check out the site. Give me views, all that. We got trade stuff coming up, so it's gonna be fun. It sure will. So um, from all of us here at SotoMojo.com and from Ty and me at the SotoMojo podcast, uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace.
Peace.